to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And and I've got a guy on here today that, you know, you you have people that you you've never met in person, but like you you feel like you know them because of well, probably because of how much I'm on social media, but then also how much they're on social media. And and so Jeff, you you are a guy that I see every day, though I've never met in person. And man, I, I love what you bring to this industry. I love the energy that you bring to this industry. And for those of you that don't know Jeff Fitzer, let me, let me, let me, if we can take 18 minutes and just run down the list of accomplishments and endeavors. Um, no, don't tune us out. It probably it won't be that long. It'll only be 11 minutes, but you, you, you are a part of USA mortgage. And so you do business development and on a regional level, right across a big chunk of the country, you you are a social coach and you help realtors, lenders get better at social media, which I want to dive into. Um, you were voted a top video influencer by BombBomb. You you work with multiple podcasts. You've got the the Lab Coat Agents podcast that that tons of people that listen are gonna know about. And then you also have, I would still say it's a relatively new group, but adding a ton of impact with drunk on social. And the social genius podcast that you have through that, and then if you weren't busy enough, you've got Fitzer Media, where where that kind of books out all your speaking gigs and just all the the other things that you do. You're a part of Business Video School, and you've got a business called Real Estate Mastery, where you're giving tools and helping LOs create more value for their realtor partners. And so, bro, who I'm gonna take a breath and. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's, it's probably long overdue, and I think that's that's kind of what how this came about, right? It is very long overdue, and man, I've I've never asked somebody this question, and I wish I could say I've been saving it for you. You know, we're a hundred episodes in, I've been saving it for you, but you did make me think about this because you do social media just at such a high level, and so can you think back to the time that social media was uncomfortable for you? Oh yeah. And kind yeah. of tell us the story around like, w- like what happened that made you go, gosh, dang it. I actually have to start doing this crap. Like take us back there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was uh 2015, 16 ish. Uh, we were, we were a branch at the company that we're at now. We decided to leave uh, because that's what you know we do in this industry. We, we, yeah. we chase shiny objects. And, and we're not we're not jumpers. We've been we've been here since 08. We left for a two year hiatus. But during that hiatus, when we left, I was leaving the number one market share in my market, which is St. Louis. And I said to myself, I'm, I'm my competition now is is Ron Mueller, who's now actually the SVP of our company. He's not my he's not even you know he's he's now kind of my boss. 
Sure. Um, but he was a peer at the time. And so I said, how do I compete with Ron Mueller when I left? And so it's like, how do I differentiate? Because I'm bringing a new name to St. Louis and, and, and what can I do? And, and so it was about this time that Facebook Live was becoming a thing. And it was very in infancy. People didn't know what to do with it yet. But there was a guy in my market doing this show called Coffee Talk. And he was a real estate agent. He was a relatively new real estate agent. And I was just enamored by it. I was like, this is fascinating. I think there's something here that like, this is going to be something. And so that's when I started doing video and it started with video, which obviously there was a tie to social media, but sure. You know, with, with doing, uh, doing Facebook lives, I started to do, you know, just your typical stuff, talking head, walking around the office, showing, uh, you know, a, a new build out, maybe talking about a meeting we were having and I was boring myself. And, and so I realized early on that what happened was, is I, I had, so I have daughters, I have a bunch of kids, right. From three and a half to 22. Don't ask Ooh, that why or how, um, but that's one of my secret weapons was my older daughters. So there, one is now 18, one's 22, but at the time they were 13 ish and whatever the other one was, uh, I guess 16 or 17. And it was my 13 year old. She's my little entrepreneur daughter. She was, she was making slime and selling it on Etsy. And I was like, you know, Isabel, why don't we go live on Facebook and make slime and then we'll promote your Etsy. And that was it. It was just a harmless little idea to create content. And, and we did it and it got like, you know, probably 3000 views and probably 500 to a thousand comments when it was all wow. said and done. And it was just that light bulb moment for me. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is what they want. Just yeah. be a reality TV show and give them my real life. And so it was really from that moment on that, it, you know, I, and I, I've evolved immensely from then. Sure. But at that point, I started to just lean into more authenticity and be real. And, uh, you know, kind of one thing led to another. And, and it took, for me, it took a number of years to really take hold. Uh, but I share these stats, you know, we had our biggest year in 2019, as a mortgage branch did doing 800 ish units for about 135 million. And then, then the next year, 2020 was our hockey stick curve. At that point we were starting to grow. I was starting mm -hmm. to opportunities were falling in my lap because I was making relationships through social media. Yeah. And um, you know, we, we jumped to, to gosh, I don't even know off the top of my head, 1700 units, wow. uh, like 385 million. Then we jumped to 2200 units last year for over half a billion. And, and all of it really reverts back. I have two partners now because we've just had to scale and grow. And, yeah. and uh, they'll tell you, like, if it wasn't for the video and the social, we'd probably be back where we were in that six to eight. We were a successful branch, but we were doing it like everybody else. And you're just, you're only as good as your last deal. You're, yeah. you're you know, we're all selling the same widget. We all have the same 24 hours in a day to be, to be available. We all have access to the same programs. You know, it's, it, it, it's, there's no differentiation. And so it was really at that point when I realized people just want to get to know you and like you. And, and the more I can then, as I studied it, hack their algorithm and show up on their feed as you, you know, when you said that earlier, I, you know, did the, I cheered for myself because yeah. that's what I want to hear. That's, that's Absolutely. what I want to hear. I want people to say, I see you all the time right. because then I have the most effective marketing that exists and it's free. I'm just turning on my camera. So, uh, Jeff, try try to help me understand because I've yet to unlock this. I have my story of success because of social media, 
you have a much bigger story of success than my story of success through social media. You can say to other people like, man, I see you all the time. I just said it to you. People say it to me, mm-hmm. right? I got called a celebrity walking into church the other day. Like, and it's so weird, right? How can we, like, we tell this to rooms full of people every day. And yet I still feel like, more than half of the industry is like, no, you know, like that's just not my thing. Like, why are we still in 2022 now? All these stories of success and people are still giving the Heisman to being more present on social. Like what, what's the issue? First of all, to, and it's more, way more than 50%. It's, it's like 90%. I was just trying to be nice, you know, but yeah, you're right. I want to say this, thank you to, to the 85 and 90% because it's because your lack of willingness to do this that allows me to be successful because everybody was doing what I'm doing, I would be deluded, right? And sure. so, but the reality is that there is a ton of opportunity out there. And I think people, I, I use the, I use this analogy in my presentations recently and, and I show two images and one is this pool in China and it's like packed and shoulders and people are on top of people. And then I show an empty pool with, you know, these open chairs. And I'm like, which one do you want to swim in? Mm. And so I'm talking to the audience that says, all right, I'll do it. And then they do it. And they somehow, even though they don't want to swim in that pool, they gravitate to that pool that's busy with shoulder to shoulder that nobody wants to swim in because you don't, know what to do and you, or you want a quick dollar or you think of it as, well, I'm doing this for business. Therefore I should be talking about business, but everybody just forgets that this is social media, social media, not business media. And so if you really truly want to connect with people, you've got to just be yourself and understand that the audience, the people on the other end are actually interested in your goofiness and your nerdiness. Yeah. In, in your, you know, the fact that I lo- have bird feeders outside my window and I'm sharing stuff all the time, it's goofy to most, but there's two or 300 people out there that like me for that reason. And so then you build these pockets of two or 300 people. And when you think about it, when you think about 10 years ago and you think about how did we market ourselves and, you know, you had options like billboards, you know, uh, uh, maybe, uh, maybe advertising in a local newspaper you know, maybe, maybe radio or TV, uh, maybe a, a grocery cart, you know, mm-hmm. you can put your face on a grocery cart or, or going to networking events. It, that was really it, you know, email marketing, things like that. But you, your, your reach is limited and, and you can't really connect with people. Right. And you're paying to a big dollar a lot of, in a lot of cases. And I could, I could pick apart all of those things. And then when you think about social and what it's allowed us to do, and, and for me, Kyle, it's very simple. It's like I get phone calls regularly that say, I feel like I know you or, hey, Jeff, you don't know me, but I feel like I know you. Or they'll mm-hmm. even mention Winter by name, my three and a half year old. They'll yeah. mention my wife by name, Sarah. And, you know, and for many, it's like, oh, that's creepy. And I'm like, bam, like, I got you. Like, you're in you're in my web now. And um it's so freaking powerful. And I, I honestly, I, I don't understand why people can't grasp that concept. Uh, because yeah, I, 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 I don't understand either. Uh, but I'll tell you, like, to, to, to what you're saying, my favorite video that you've ever done, and maybe this was like the former youth pastor in me 
that like love watching a dad, like be a real dad. But like I, it was one of your older daughters and she'd made like a list of like all I, I, I can't oh. remember. It was like was all the things that. Yeah. And it was a TikTok video. And, um, you know, and so she was reading things off the list and you were like, yep, you can do that. Nope, you can't do that. Yeah. You, and it was just hilarious because at the end of the day, you're a dad. Yeah. You're a husband yep. before you're a social media expert, before you're, you know, voted top video person by, by bomb bomb. And yet those are the things we push away first when we tippy toe into the waters of social media, mm -hmm. because we've just convinced ourselves that nobody cares. Yeah. And so how do you become okay with, you know, you said, man, if, if two to 300 people, like if they love watching this, bro, that's not very many people in the grand scheme of who's on social media, right? What you just said is the fear of most people not doing it because that makes them feel like a loser. How have you been able to shift your mindset to see that as a victory and not something that, that you have to overcome and feel bad about? So same, same, let's go back to those, those traditional means of, of marketing. You know, you, you know, you, you don't know how you have no idea how many people you're touching when you do, when you did that newspaper article or that billboard. Right. And, and it wasn't even authentic and it wasn't, a, a, it wasn't a strong connection that you're creating. You go to a networking event, like realistically, we've all been to them, whether it's a BNI group or, or a local chamber, a hundred, 200 people in the room, you might be able to have a conversation with five people. And right. by and large, it's meaningless because it's small talk and it's awkward. Right. right. And so, and not only that, there's out of those hundred people, 10 of them are realtors, maybe 20 or 10 of them are mortgage lenders. Right. It's, 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 you can't touch that many people. And when you think about it, what is your SOI? You know, depending on the size of your family, maybe 20 to 50 between yeah. you know, siblings and cousins and aunts and uncles, and then, and then past customers. How many past customers do you have? Depends on your level, you know, your level in the business. And so when you think about it like that, that's probably two to 300 people, right? And that yeah. was all that we ever had. Right. And so when you think about it and, and then you just realize what your capability or what your ability is and, and you look at what, what are you doing in your life? What are you into? And we all have five, six, seven things that we're doing on a daily, weekly basis that we could just be sharing Stop worrying about what people are thinking because the reality is everybody's going to social media for that mindless content. Right. It's that that's what engages them. If I went on and talked about the latest Fannie Mae update, nobody's interested. And that's it. Yeah, you're you're hearing whistles and the you're you're hearing the wind go by because there's nobody there cheering for you. Nobody. And and it's not it's not to say that you shouldn't put out business content. You should, right. but you sprinkle it in. And it's going to get the same result that it got when you were doing it when that was your sole strategy means nothing, but at least they're scrolling and seeing it, which is a reminder of what you do for a living, but they're going to engage with the fact that I went and saw Top Gun with my kids last night. That's yeah. what they're going to engage with because they can relate to it and they have a strong feeling about it. Nobody has a strong feeling about interest rates. Nobody has a strong feeling about your latest listing. Nobody has a strong feeling about the award that you won. Nobody cares. We care. And that's our problem. And the other thing is, Kyle, especially in real estate, because we are the worst. We're the worst spammers on the planet. It's, we're the worst, right? Yeah. And and the, the the algorithms are set up so that it knows that you listening to this, watching this, that knows you're a real estate agent. 
And it, and so it shows you real estate agent content. So you think when I open up Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I see real estate content. So everybody else must see what I see. Wrong. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is seeing that stuff. And so you are basically creating content that's either not getting seen or getting seen by your peers and your peers aren't referring you to anybody. So who do you really want to connect with? And it's your neighbors. It's, you know, it's right. your neighborhood. It's, it's your past customers. It's your SOI. It's your friends and family. It's, you know, Kyle, I say this, you go to Thanksgiving. We've all, we've all probably had an experience like this. I go to Thanksgiving. I'm sitting across the table. My cousin's telling the cousin next to them about the house they just bought. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Hello. And you get pissed off at your cousin when you really should just go look in the mirror and say, I did a really crappy job of yeah. what I do for a living. Do you, do you think, do you think our industry is hurt? Because I, I feel like I watch so many realtors and lenders. They're following these monster social media people that have these global reaches that are selling trinkets that are selling widgets that can be bought from every company, you know, every planet on our, you know, every planet, every country. And, and yet then we come in and we serve a community of people, but we're being taught by these global people. Is that hurting our industry in the way like they're pushing themselves out there? You know, uh, you've got to figure it out for yourself. And it's funny you asked that because I just, I just got back on an East Coast tour where I did several speaking gigs to, you know, I, I do it with our loan officers or real estate officers or whatever. Yeah. And I always tell people, I'm like, part of part of my function and my goal is to stay as real as possible because I went to these real estate events and I would listen and I could name names. I'm not going to, but these are people that were already super successful, in many cases, millionaires, and then all of a sudden had a massive social presence. Well, that wasn't right. organic. Right. That was because they were already successful and bought a realist or bought a social media team. And so I still live it and breathe it. I'm still pushing the buttons. I'm still pushing record. I'm still doing editing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have teams now, but I didn't start there. And I still, to this day, I mean, I sat here last night and batched seven or eight videos. I'm going to do some raw editing and I'm going to send it off to a VA, two different VAs to do some stuff with them. Um, but all of the stuff that you see every day on my stories, by and large, that's me. That's yeah. me sharing it. And so, uh, you know, I... I I, I do believe that people, we go to real estate conferences and I will call out like my buddy, Brad McCallum, uh, you know, Brad, um, he, he's, he's a real estate agent in Calgary in Canada. And he is one of, I, I call him the sexiest. He's got the sexiest videos of, of almost any real estate agent on the planet. And the guy does most of it himself. He edits himself. He's shooting on professional cameras. He's got professional editing skills and and the dude's amazing. And he's the one standing on stage is teaching this stuff. Come on, Brad, nobody's going to be able to do what you do, but like right. a fraction of a fraction of the industry. And, but that's what we see. And then we sure. go home and we're like, I want to be like Brad McCallum, but you're not going to be right. I'm not like Brad McCallum. Um, and so, and I say this to other people too. It's like, you see me and you see this energy and it's like, I, I didn't, if you saw my first video, my first ever Facebook live, yeah. first of all, it took me about two hours to, to drive, to, to get the, to get the, uh, the balls to push play or to press start. <laughs> um, I was nervous as hell. I can still oh, remember man. Lake of the Ozarks office and 55 ums in the first 45 seconds. I mean, it was just we all suck. Like, there's only one way to get good at something, and it's just to practice. So, 
And man, I remember like I started using Facebook Live about the same time you did, right? Right when it came out. Except I, mine was even worse because I was in roofing. And so I was going live from the rooftops of houses. Like that's even less cool and way less sexy than, than at least showing houses to people, you know? Yeah. But that's, that's a part of the journey. Yeah. And I feel like most people are just unwilling to be on the, on the journey. Bingo. They just want to go straight to the destination. Which is probably why five years from now, we might still be doing a podcast talking about how 90% of the industry hasn't adopted any of this stuff. Yeah. And, and then, and they wonder why their business is going backwards or why they hate their job. Why they're, yeah. burnt, they're burnt out and because they're chasing. And, and that's the thing is we all want that get rich quick. We all want to buy the lead that's going to right. convert on the first call. That's going to turn into business. And that's just not reality. I mean, yeah. You know, when you call leads, you call a hundred to get maybe one and, and social media is the same way. It's no different than, you know, if you go door knock, you're going to door knock an entire subdivision to maybe have one conversation. It's, this is just how it works. And, and social needs to be a, a strategy that isn't going to replace everything tomorrow. Right. But if you do social right in two to three years, it might replace everything because your phone is now ringing off the hook because you've positioned yourself as an authority in your community. And now everybody thinks of you right. when they want to sell because all you do is lean into your social. And now all of a sudden, not only have a personal brand, but you've built a local community group on Facebook and you've done yeah. all these different things to bring value to your audience. And that that's the thing is, is that we don't, I don't think it's intentional. I, I don't think it's intentional that people are thinking with their wallets, but they're thinking with their yeah. wallets. And yeah. You, you go on social and you're thinking selfishly, even though you don't think you are, but everything you're doing benefits you and your wallet. Like your audience right. doesn't care about your listing. You care about it because you need to sell right. a house to make a commission. Right. right? And, and so, but your audience really doesn't care. And yeah, sure. You do need to pro- promote the listing, but here's why you're actually promoting the listing. It's not going to sell the property most of the time. Price right. is going to sell the property. You're creating the, the, the video for the listing to, to get engagement so that when you go to your next listing appointment, you can say, look mm-hmm. what I do for you that most other agents do. I create these right. awesome videos. I post them on TikTok and Instagram and link. I get all these views. Look at these views. Here's the history. I get thousands of eyeballs. You full well knowing as you're telling them this, it's not going to sell the property, but they don't know that. Right. And yeah. they're, they might hire you because you create TikToks about their Oh, you know, of their property, things, well, little things like that, Jeff here. But here's the other part of that, that, that frustrates me the most is after every listing presentation, a realtor gives after every time a, a lender, you know, shares numbers with a, with a couple and they're still undecided as to who they're going to choose. They're going to the internet yes. to get social proof of those people. Yep. And so I don't understand like, how there's still so many realtors and lenders that like they understand that before you go to a restaurant, you go to Yelp. You don't call your parents and go, Hey mom, dad, where was a great restaurant? You went, you go to Yelp where a bunch of strangers have something to say about a restaurant. And yet we don't internalize that and go, Oh, wow. I bet after somebody, somebody's told man, hire Kyle. He's amazing. Nobody's picking up the phone and calling me. 
they're going to go online and then decide if what they see equals amazing or not. Yeah. Why is that so hard? Yeah. For people I, to grasp. Did that's that and that's a brilliant way to 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 explain it because it's true. It's the yellow pages almost. Yeah. You know, th- that's really what it is anymore and 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 I always it's it's becoming more and more prevalent. We all do it. Even if it, I'm not even buying something, if somebody introduces me to a, hey, I, I want you to talk to this loan officer. Hey, I want you to talk to this realtor. Hey, I want you to talk to this customer. And so, in many cases, I'm going to go quickly stalk them and yeah. be like, can I find them on Facebook? Can I find them on Instagram? Not even for, for reasons of hiring, but, but that's more validating and more reason why having yeah. a consistent presence. Because think about it, listeners, if a customer has three choices... And, you know, three, three real estate agents, three lenders to choose from, and they're going to go stalk each of them. What are they going to find about you? Mm-hmm. And if they can't find hardly anything, and the last time you posted was 2017, or all you're doing is posting videos and you're not even in them, you're creating these, these, these terrible videos. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I'm, and I'm starting to see more of them lately. I don't know why. Oh. Like, I, I guess they're embracing video, but they refuse to be on camera. But that's not selling you. Right. You know, it's, it's just not, it doesn't work. And, and so the, the reality is, 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 you know, and that's the reason why you, you have a TikTok profile and Instagram profile. And that's the thing is people, when they like something, if they go see one of my videos and they like it, what do you do? You click my profile and you, mm-hmm. go, you go learn about me. And, and if, and if I can suck you into my rabbit hole, I mean, think about that. Like, that is priceless. If somebody all of a sudden spends 20, 30 minutes, an hour, and I can tell sometimes because all of a sudden I'll get like 14 likes on 14 different videos right. from a human, not a bot. Yeah. And it's like, I know what you just did. How was your last 30 minutes watching me talk on video? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking to myself. But I just won, right? I'm going to win right. when I get into those situations. And me as a quasi recruiter. I, I don't like the word recruiting because I like to attract. I don't like to chase. Sure. Um, yeah. But I know that I'm going to win most of the time because every time I'm having conversations, which by the way, they all get introduced to me uh, all the time anymore. It's like, hey, Jeff, I've got somebody for you. Hey, Jeff, I've got somebody for you. Hey, Jeff, you need to talk to this person. And um, I'll, every time I have a conversation with them, one of the things I say is, you know, feel free to go go make your own judgment. Yeah. Um, go, go stalk me. I literally say yeah. those words and imagine 10 years ago, if you would have said, go stalk me, like, what would that, what right. does that mean? It's, and if you well, do that, if you do that as, as a professional, gosh, you're, you're creating such an upper hand for yourself. Yeah. Ju- just about every time I speak, I tell the audience, try to go look at, look at my stuff on social and try not to like me. Right. And everybody laughs. Yep. And, 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 and the whole point is like, guys, for seven years now, I have been so intentional with like, you won't see me being mad about politics. You're not going to see me being mad about, you know, our food took an hour at this restaurant. So never go to the blah, blah on main street because like everything is always encouraging. It's positive. It's, it's giving you value. And so it's impossible for somebody to not go watch my stuff and go, man, I, I like that guy. Yeah. You know, others would, would also be able to say like, you know, everybody might not like me, but I'm so real that the right people are going to, you know, like you, 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 you'll drop an F bomb in your videos, Mm -hmm. right? 
that's who you are. You haven't dropped one on this episode. It's going to get an E no matter what. So feel free, you know, to, I res- to I respect, what you want. I respect other shows, but, um, it's so like, I don't use, I don't use bad language. I don't think differently of anybody that does, but I, I feel like in a way, well, you have more followers than me. So obviously it, it's working, right? Like <laughs> I your, don't know if that has any impact. Well, I do. I do think that your willingness to have a little bit of polarization to just who you are as a human. And then me being like the little goody, goody church boy, you know, that like tries to do everything right and not, you know, I think they're now in the world we live in, you are more attractive than, than me. And I hope people hear that the way I'm meaning it. Yeah. Because I just think in, in a, in a worldview, you appear just so much more real and authentic than I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what I love about following you on social media. And I hope, because I think most people that I work with are probably more like you than more like me. And I think it gives you the advantage when you can get over, well, I got to be impressive all the time and I got to always put my best foot forward and I got to always be nice. And I got to always, yeah, it's, it's attractive. It's relatable, man. That, it's that's super why, relatable. That's why reality TV became so popular. That, that's, yeah. I mean, you know, get it. We, we are enamored with like the Kardashian lifestyle stuff because it's what we can't have. Sure. But the, the reality is, is you're going to find more people resonating with you, especially if you're a female, for example, and you do a video where you're not all dialed up and you even announce it in your video. Like this makes me really uncomfortable because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you say that in your video, you're actually going to get more people drawn in right. because they want to, 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 to rally around you and say, right. you go girl. Like I know what you're feeling right now. And, and, and just, you know, that's, that's the, the, the human side of this. And yeah, it, it doesn't matter what you do in your free time. And we all do different things. That's what differentiates us. And that, and I didn't mention this in the beginning, because what I've been speaking about lately and, and Tristan and I actually speak on stage together in August for the first time together. on oh, wow. stage. We do virtual stages all the time, but uh, it's going to be fun. But we talk about the future of tech and we talk about what's coming and it's, it's, you know, it's VR, it's virtual reality, it's AR, augmented reality, it's more automation, it's, it's more bots, it's, it's more touchless services. Mm-hmm. Everything being created in our world today is designed to replace human beings. But the one place a robot will never replace me is the fact that I love birds, is the fact that I have four kids, is the fact that I travel, it's the fact that I'm into fitness and diet, it's the fact that, you know, that, that I'm a human being and my wife and I fight. Like every other, every other, yeah. we don't, we don't, we don't portray ourselves as the perfect couple on social media. I intentionally right. share stuff that, that where I know I'm going to get flipped off, punched. She's going to smack the phone out of my hand because <laughs> it's relatable. And she knows it. Like, right. I get comments all the time. I can't believe you'd share that stuff. And I'm like, she eats it up. I mean, she plays into it now, sure. but that's, that's what she would have done whether I've had it on camera yeah. or not, I just have the presence of mind to press play when other people don't think about it. And um, that's what I encourage everybody to do. Think of every moment of every day as potential content. And cause what's the worst thing that happens if, if, if you don't ever post it, nothing, it just sits in, in well, that so on your phone. Let me, let me 
let's dig a little bit deeper into that for the last few minutes. Cause you, you've mentioned very quickly, probably now 15 minutes ago, right? You were like last night I was batch recording seven or eight videos. Yeah. Like you said it just so flippantly because of who you are, but to the listener, they might not even, they might be like, what is batch? Who is, what is that? What is that even about? But then how, like, how do you come up with eight videos worth of content to do all at once? Can you kind of talk us through like the ideology of, of your content creation? Yeah, there's two sides to this. So, so, so going back to digressing to what I was just talking about, that's just lifestyle content. That's just yeah. what I'm living and doing. And there's nothing special about it. I'm just flipping on the camera, taking pictures, right? Daughter does something cute. I'm trying to capture it. Um, when it comes to creating content for my business, and nowadays it's social re- media related, video tips, that kind of thing. You know, I'm... You know how it is. Like you, you always have these thoughts in the shower or when you're driving or for me when I'm running and, and you can't just stop and shoot a video in that moment. You can't stop. I don't go live very often anymore. I, I, yeah. I create, I create efficient content and what I've learned in, and I teach this is that what, what I learned, cause I was, I shoot so many videos. If I try to riff in my videos, I'm going to probably cost myself more time. Because one, I'm going to talk longer than I intended to, even though that idea was crisp in my head when I had it, it never vomits out the same way. Yeah. Um, And so what I realized was, is if I could take my ideas and I'll make a little note, I'll text myself, I'll put a note in my phone. You should see, I got crap all over the place, literally and and everywhere. And I just make, I just make notes. Like what, what should I talk about today? And this last batch, I think I wrote, four or five of these scripts on the last plane ride I was on last week. Mm. And, and so what I've learned to do is that if I take those ideas, script them, I take 10 or 15 minutes to script a video, like a one minute video. So it's like a paragraph, right? Not long. Yeah. I script my videos. I upload them into a teleprompter prompter app. I use prompt smart pro uh, there's big view. And I then, so what I do is I will just, I'll, I'll just keep, conceiving ideas of videos all the time. So what, you know, what is, what is your content going to be about? Is it about real estate? Is it about, mm-hmm. you know, you could follow like Tristan, for example, and just talk about, is the market going to crash that type of content? I know it's diluted, but it may not be diluted to your audience. If sure. you know, your personal audience. So don't worry about that, but find, find your niche, you know, find the, the, the pillars of content that you're going to create content around and, and practice Practice scripting, practice using a teleprompter. I'm going to tell you right now, it might take you 30 minutes to write your first script, but when you upload that script into a teleprompter, you're going to eliminate ums, you're going to eliminate pauses. It's going to be very crisp and sure, it might take some practice getting used to it, but as you start getting used to scripting videos, using a teleprompter, and then learning basic editing skills, I use Viva Video and there's a million editing apps out there. No skin in any game. I just like Viva Video. But you V-I-V-A, V-I-V-A? V-I-V-A video, correct. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, I used to use iMovie, so if, if that tells you anything. And then I yeah. advanced to Viva Video. But I do a lot of basic edits. Uh, I do, I'll do some of my own, but I shoot all my stuff on my camera. So just like that, script, put a teleprompter, read the damn teleprompter, do some basic editing because I make mistakes too. 
yeah. make them crisp. Then I'll either ship them off to a VA so they can they can make them they can sexify them and make them fawn and Ooh, or, sexify. I like you know, that. Like that. Or I and 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 or I then will post them to the different channels: TikTok, yeah. Reels, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. And so the benefit to doing it the way that I'm telling you to do it is that now you've got that content on your phone. And so first of all, the, the, all the platforms are, are, are knocking you and suppressing you. If I post a TikTok and I take TikTok and I post it over to reels. So now right. I've got that video there and, and oh, oh, by the way, Tristan, and I were just talking about this yesterday. What if you get hacked? If you get hacked on Instagram and lose your account, you lose everything that you ever created. So if right. you're creating these reels organically in Instagram, this is one argument why you shouldn't be doing that. And sure. maybe it's slightly better, but I don't think it's a whole hell of a lot better. As long as you're not sharing a TikTok to Instagram or Instagram to TikTok, right. but if you're sharing it organically from your phone and putting the music from Instagram, from TikTok, and you can use the mm-hmm. same song on each platform just separately. Yep. That's that's it. And so it, it just affords me and allows me the opportunity because I create anywhere from probably 10 to 20 videos a week. Wow. I can't have this chewing up my life, right? So I sure. have to be efficient and I have to be quick. So I have just these processes in place that I'll go on benders of, of writing scripts some days. I'll go on benders. I batch shot these videos, literally, dude, at, at 10 o'clock last night. I edited a couple of them before bed and then I got tired and I still have to go back and edit the other ones. And it doesn't take me long because the more you do this stuff, yeah. one video, the entire process of scripting, shooting, editing, 15 minutes. Yeah. For a good video. And now I've got, you know, you just do the math. How many videos can I do a week if they're mm-hmm. each one's taking me 15 minutes? And for most of you to create that same one minute video, it's taking you two hours. I know because I was that person too. Sure. And, well, and I and and so I know, you know, like one of the titles you're very proud of is is being a social coach. And so I'm assuming that all of your processes that have made you successful, like this is a part of what you're giving away and helping others achieve Absolutely. right through your coaching. Hundred percent. Yeah, we have a, we have a group coaching platform through Drunk on Social where it's just that. There's there's two calls a month and it's in a group setting and and we usually have topics that we go in with and we usually steer away uh, because people have questions and then we just go down those rabbit holes. Sure. Um, they're always recorded. You get access to them. You can listen to them again. You get access uh, into a back end uh, messenger group, so you get like direct access to to us. So we're always can you ever have a question? You just put it in the group and we'll we'll, we'll respond. Um, wow. And then we do some one-on-one stuff as well, where we actually are helping our, our focus now, Kyle is, is we're helping people create long form content. So we're mm. really trying to optimize for YouTube because we, we deal with real estate. Yeah. And then, and then what we do is, so first of all, we help them identify their pillars. So they're, they're non yep. real estate content. And then we go encourage them. Like you're going to go shoot this stuff, but you ship it back to us and we're going to help optimize and cut it into micro content. We're going to take That's one great. piece of content. You, you know, all yeah. That. Oh yeah. Um, and it's, it, it's helpful because what we've realized over the years of doing this is we get a lot of questions and we've realized like we are anomalies. You are an anomaly. I'm an anomaly. Tristan's an anomaly. Like I enjoy this. Right. And right. that's what helps me because yeah. I'm passionate about it. And most of you will not enjoy this, but it's a necessity 
if you want to build a sustainable business. Right. And so we'll help do it for you. Sure, as I'm going to I'm going to charge you. Yeah. Um, but what we're charging to do this stuff is a fraction of what you would pay if you right. hired your own team to do it. And um, yeah, that's that's kind of what we're doing. But I will say this too: for any mortgage professional or real estate professional, the whole reason I started doing all this stuff was because what I realized was, and I mentioned this earlier, I, I can't differentiate myself if I say, hey, I'm always available. Hey, I have this program. Hey, I have this rate. Right. You know, whatever in whatever a real estate agent would say. But what I have realized is that it it makes it rain in my business because I've got yeah. real estate agents always wanting to connect with me because I can bring them real value for their business. I have loan officers wanting to connect me for the same reason, but also because I'm handing them real estate agents all the time Hey, this realtor right. wants to work. With, they want to be connected with me. And as a result, they're willing to work with you. And it's like, bang, or, or we have real estate partnership. Yeah. So it's like, there, there's so much more to this. So if you are a leader in real estate or you're a leader in mortgage and you don't know how to figure this out, like figure it out. Yeah. Because it is a game changer for your business. I'm telling you guys, I don't call on anybody anymore. Uh, they come to me. Yeah. And then I'm assessing if I even want to hire them. It's, it's well, and, and then the opposite is true. It's becoming a game killer yeah. for those that are choosing to sit idly by and watch us find success and still do nothing. I try not to, I try not to say that part just to, so I'm not too intimidating, but uh, you know, well, you know, you be good cop. I'll be bad cop on this episode, <laughs> man. I, I, we, I could go on like, there's so much more stuff yeah. I want to talk to you about. Um, so we may have to do a part two to, to this thing. If you're, if you're willing, but man, tell everybody, I mean, you're easy to find on social, but just for the, for the, the noobs that, that may not be aware, how do we find Jeff Fitzer on social media? Just like that. My name is the same on every one of those platforms I mentioned. And that's a tip, by the way, that's a pro tip. Make your name yes. uh, is try not to get cute. Use your name. And yep. if you're Joe Smith, you know, Get, then you have to get cute, but make it Joe Smith something. Right. Um, and don't get, and try to make it consistent across every platform so you're easy to find. So it's Jeff Fitzer. The last name is P as in Paul, F as in Frank, I T Z E R, if they're not watching this. And um, I was going to tell them there's that silent P at the front. So don't miss it. A, I think it's a, they say it's a German P. So yeah, it's a German hmm, so I love blame it. Them, blame them for that goofy spelling. Bro, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. And, um, and just creating all this value. I love being in this industry with you and, and so many others. Um, so man, thanks for coming on. Same man. Thanks for having me. Let's do part two. Let's do part two. So guys, <laughs> you know how we end the show. We'll, we'll be back real soon with another cool person with an even cooler story. Please, please, please stop making me say this, but go review the podcast. If you're still listening, go give a good review it helps the algorithm know that more people need to see this. And so if you appreciate what we're doing, go give us some love and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.